Hey guys, I'm your host Smita Kanturi and welcome to Journey Podcast, your weekly podcast on transformational journeys. Hello everyone. I have Anamika Dutta today with me. Anamika is an alumna of University of Mumbai. She holds a master degree in mass communications and journalism and currently is in the path of pursuing PhD in the same field. Anamika is an angel investor of women entrepreneurs. She closely works and associates involved with several humanitarian movements in India. She currently resides in Mumbai, India, but often travels to satisfy her wanderlust. Anamika is also a writer and spoken word artist. Her podcast is called Spoken Word by Anamika, and it is available in Spotify and podcast. Anamika, I'm going to leave this floor to you, and I want you to introduce yourself. Thank you so much for accepting the call first. Please go ahead. First of all, thank you so much for having me, and I do want to mention what you're doing is absolutely incredible and it's so powerful and i i understand where you're coming from because i it has been a huge part of my journey when as even a writer even as a spoken word artist even what i'm doing right now uh, because this whole experience of going through trauma and going through narcissistic abuse kind of brought the whole writer um in me and i have emerged to just help others and educate others so that nobody goes through what i've been through um because i i now have insight that i have gained from my last relationship and i think it, it's so important to share that with everyone so that nobody um is manipulated to such extent where they kind of lose themselves and lose their self esteem completely So currently I'm just writing and I did a lot of you know turning my pain into poetry and I'm also doing uh this PhD thing which is very difficult and it's a lot of work but I'm on it and I'm also freelance and as a I'm also working as a freelance writer so it's it's just um it's a way of expressing myself that's what I'm doing at the moment and I think it keeps me busy and it keeps me um you know away from all of those traumatic experiences and thoughts and nightmares so i i highly encourage others to pursue their uh, passion their hobbies or anything that they like to do so that they can get out of that kind of you know state they were in but i want to talk about my last relationship which was uh, which kind of left me uh, clueless which left me um i don't know how to explain this i i was just in a state when i came out of that relationship i was just not even myself probably not the wisest decision i made i met him on a social uh, uh dating app and uh he is he's he travels a lot and when we i mean we matched on on the dating app he was somewhere in africa he was like 16000 miles away and i was kind of surprised to see him kind of pop up i thought it was kind of a glitch but uh the thing with me is i am i i was 25 it was 2 years ago but i never really connect with um boys my age <laughs> i think that i'm an old soul and i'm always attracted to men who can teach me things you know i can learn from and i can grow with and i'm not the kind of person who likes small talks i like to have you know talks about I say yeah yeah deep talk yes about world politics or something okay so this this man seemed very charming and i was impressed because his uh, travel pictures and his history and he, he 
feels that he's in, he's in, a, in a big position for an institution. So when we matched and I started talking to him, the, I felt like I was waiting for him. He was the perfect man. And he made me feel like, he made me feel like I was his dream girl because um, he would tell me things like he has traveled all around the world and I'm the one he could connect with. And I was his perfect girl. And I think, I guess I was just um, young and naive and I believed in him and I thought, oh, this is probably true. This man, he's middle-aged. He was, he was uh, 40 years old when I met him. And I was so happy because I, I, I mean, I was falling, but he was the first one to say, I love you. And he was the first one to say, I do want to, um, you know, we are going to be together because uh, I see us together. And I, I just believed in him because I, I don't know if it was just me being naive or I just wanted to believe in him so bad, but he was everything I, I look for in a man. And that's how this whole thing started. If I can explain, I mean, what kind of uh, an attachment that you have with your family? Does your family know about this? Or did they play any part in having you going out with this guy that you doesn't even know in person? You met him through a dating app. Yeah. He's not even in the area that you are. You never yeah. met him until it was like an actual date that you wanted to go for him. So that's, yes. what was your family involvement at that point? Yeah. Um, so. I'm quite blessed that way because my family, um, we are a nuclear family. I just have my mom and dad and my grandparents and all of them, they're very supportive and they're very liberating. Um, and I have been living alone all by myself for almost six years now. I mean, I left home and uh, they're, they're very supportive and, and they always let me take my own decisions. They never involve themselves where, you know, in terms of relationships or whom I'm going out with. I mean, they're always there for me if anything goes wrong. And a couple of times things have gone wrong and they were there for me, but they're not the kind, they're not the, those people who would stop me from doing anything. So my parents would just want to see me happy and it doesn't matter to them whom I'm going out with, how I met. And they don't really ask that many questions. Uh, the only thing they would ask me if I ever start talking about a boy or anyone, uh, they're just going to ask me, are you happy? Does he make you happy? That's all so that's you, their involvement. Were you actually sharing about this information or like this uh, connection with this guy from the beginning that you met him or like it was a bit into your conversations with him and then you started feeling these things and then you went and spoke about it to your parents? So when he um, came in India, and um, obviously we were spending a lot of time together. At that time, my parents didn't know me. I mean, my mom could obviously tell that there's probably someone special in her life, because moms always know, yeah. but she didn't clearly know. But soon, soon, because I was supposed to travel to Japan to see him. Mm. So I, I, uh, we were in a long distance relationship. It was an interracial long distance relationship. It wasn't my first time. And my parents don't really mind like whom I'm dating. They're not that, they're not, uh, you know, very, I wouldn't say they're conventional. So um, my mom got to know after say two to three months mm. in, cause I was supposed to travel to Japan. So I had to tell that, you know, um, I, 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 I think there's a, there's, there's a potential, you know, probably a candidate here. 
So yeah, that's how my mom got to know. And she was, she was just like, if you're happy, we're happy. So that's all. Hmm. Hmm. So you, you are mentioning that you traveled to Japan for him. Before that, you met him only once in India, or like, was there any other encounters with him, meeting him in person, understanding him to a level where you feel like, okay, I have this real connection with him. Apart from the phone call, do you have any actual interactions with him? Yeah, when he was, he was in India for almost eight weeks, so two months. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so we were, we were together pretty much the whole time, and uh, he was he went back to his own country for a month and he was supposed to travel to japan and i was supposed to go and see him so that happened within another three weeks or so so we were apart so we met in india we were together for eight weeks then three or four weeks apart then we were together in japan and that's how basically uh, that's that's the, that was the relationship so he would go back i would be here in india or traveling somewhere because i also travel a lot and uh, then we would meet in different countries, uh, in, like within three to four weeks. Uh, the longest we've gone without meeting, I think, is probably six weeks or so. Yeah. So, when you met in other places before Japan or like after that? Uh, after first was Japan. Then we planned a trip for my birthday um, to Turkey. Then we were in Turkey. Then we were in. Spain, we, I, because I was traveling in Europe, so he was in Spain and I went to see him in Spain. Um, then Oman, and, you know, we have this, it's all just traveling, you know, like that. Yeah. So when you are meeting in all different places, like what was your experience with you? Was there any red flags that you could relate to? You might not understand at that point of time for sure. But afterwards, when you actually like thought about it, was there any red flags that you might have felt like, hey man, that was a red flag, but I did not really like felt it at that part of time being that young person or like, as you mentioned, like being in love and naive, you, you don't want to think certain things in your life sometimes. So was there any encounters like that? Um, yes. So even when he was in India, um, the first Thing, that first kind of um, red flag. I, w I didn't think of it as a red flag until way later. I mean, uh, we kind of, so I, I, during this whole pandemic situation, I hired a life coach and I went to her and I had to text her, email her our whole WhatsApp conversation. Mm -hmm. And those were the kind of, we, we got to know a little bit about him, a lot about him, the kind of person he is. But when those things were happening to me, I didn't really think those things were red flags, even though my friends were always kind of like, you know, this seems wrong. So the first one was him not uh, mentioning anything about us on social media. And it's the kind of person who was very active on social media. Mm. And it was not like he wasn't active or he was not using uh, Instagram or anything. Um, there were a couple of times, I mean, he would ask me to take his pictures for Instagram and uh, he would just never mention anything about us. And that, that kind of seemed a little odd to me. And this is, I mean, my friends were like, if he's not showing you off, there is, there might be something wrong. And he gave me like bizarre reasons that made no sense at all. Like I'm not even active on social media. I want to delete everything. 
Um, I don't, I don't want to give other people a window uh, to my personal life, which I understood. But I mean, you were giving a window to your personal life to everyone else because you're always online and you're putting everything online. So I don't understand. I didn't understand the, you know, it was kind of contradictory. So I was, I was confused. So I, I kind of asked him directly, like, what's happening? Do you have like a side chick or something? And he was like, oh, that's very insulting that you would think like hmm. that. But there was no clear answer. Hmm. There's no clear answer why you wouldn't post a picture of us together. There was just like, I think it's very insulting that you think like that. It's not like that. I just, I just, I'm not active. That's what he said to me. So that was the India situation. And when, well, the big story comes in Japan. Um, it was, I, I noticed a notification on his phone when he was out. Um, and I was not even kind of, you know, I'm not the kind of person who snoops around or, you know, Gotcha. or anything of that sort but the notification was just so um i don't know how to say it it's just it was so um crazy because someone wrote like I, you don't understand i can't come and i love you i miss you xoxo and i was like okay maybe it's just a friend <laughs> who is this person and um yeah so when i saw that and um i i discovered more from it, um, I realized he was flirting with other women online. He was sending explicit. Did you content. ask him when you saw that text message, or like how did you understand there is more than? Yeah, one? I, I. So his, he had, um, he had two phones. One was his work phone, and he left his work phone. And I had just, I woke up, and I went to have my breakfast, and it was on, it was kept on the table, and it was just kind of vibrating because those messages were coming in. And my, you know, I, I glanced at it and um, I remembered that he, he told me, he was the one who told me once I have got nothing to hide. And he told me his passcode for his work phone uh, because I'm like, this is the only thing I know. So I entered his passcode and it just kind of opened up and I saw those texts and I was absolutely devastated seeing that. And uh, when he came back, I told him, you know, uh, I saw those notifications and I opened your phone and I, I don't want you to explain to it. I cried and I, and I told him, you know, if you're not ready for a relationship, why did you do this? Why are you doing this? If you can just tell me I was not, I would have been okay with it, but there's only thing that I don't like is lying and pretending. And he, he said, no, I don't understand what you've seen. This is not what you misinterpreting the whole situation. I love you. I love you. I love the layers to your personality. I do want to marry you. This mm. be his exact words. Good. I do want to have kids with you. I cried. You know, my exact words were like, you know, I'm not these girls. Mm. Please don't make me one of these girls. If you're not serious, please tell me I don't mind walking away i don't mind breaking up i'm okay with it but he convinced me that those were nothing and i believed in him that he could change mm. and uh, turns out that was my biggest mistake because these people do not change he just got better at lying and after that when that happened i completely gave him the benefit of doubt mm. i know what i i had seen but still uh, I obviously I loved that man. I really did. And I wanted him to kind of come back around and just, you know, be honest to me. 
even if he was like that. And I would ask him so many times, do you want an open relationship? Is that, is that what you're looking for? Is this a problem because we're in a long distance relationship? Do you get lonely? Who are these people? Never quite clear answers, never open communications, always you, avoiding confrontations. When you talk about like, yes, I'd be you want an open relationship. What if he told you the truth? Yes, like when I have a relationship with other ladies and like I'm flirting with other people. What kind of a thought process you have to ask that question? And if he says like, yes, I have it. So I might be like, yeah, seeing other women with you as well. Would you accept that kind of a relationship? No, no, that was actually the key. And we found out um, this during our uh, life coaching session that the reason I would always say things like, you know, if that's what you want, I'm not the girl for you. And I mentioned it a couple of times. So he realized that if he wants to keep me, he has to say no to these things because I was not open to that. Mm. If he, if there was a, you know, a part of me was like, you know, I'm, I love you so much. I'm ready to accept it. But no, I was not ready to accept it. I think I, I'm worth more than that, especially when I'm giving you so much of myself. I deserve the same. But he, he was always the kind of person who say like, mm. I, I would mention, you know, I'm not okay with it. And he would say, no, you just, what are you saying? You're just always bringing up the past. You want to talk about the future, but how can we talk about the future when we're not even clear about the past, mm. when I don't even understand what's happening with you. Mm. And, you know, there, there have been instances, he made a fool of me. He would lie to me on my face. You know, the craziest thing was he was in Mexico and he was out partying. I'm never the kind of person, I'm not a very, you know, you know, I would be like, don't go out, don't do this, don't do that. I'm not controlling at all. Mm. And uh, I don't understand why he needed to lie to me, but he was, I mean, unless there was something to lie about, he was in Mexico and he was partying all night. I could see it because he was in Mexico and I'm, I'm here in India. So it was my daytime, he was there. And I could see on Instagram, his friends were tagging him, posting pictures of him. And those were all coming on my explore page because he was obviously we follow each other. And he texted me like, Hey, babe, I just wanted to text you. I just woke up to pee. How are you doing? When I could literally see him farting and farting and dancing with other friends. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't say anything. I, it, this, this was like the time I'm like, I, I can't let this man control my let mind anymore. One more question, like, yeah. Okay, you you mentioned like yes, you have to be the only person in his life, and you are not okay to have any open relationship on any of it. Let's just say like he might have told you, okay, what's going on with his life at the point of time, like he might have multiple people, or like there is another girl with you at the same time. What if he has told you like, okay, I'm ready to give up all those things, and I'll be only with you, and I'm kind of like, yeah, coming out myself. I'm confessing with you saying like, yes, I have these relationships, but I'm sorry for hurting you like this. I'm going to leave all those things and stay with you. Would you actually believe that kind of a person and stay with him? I believed him. When he was in Japan, he said the same thing to me and I believed him. <laughs> he said that, I don't know what you've seen, but I, I don't, he, his words, quote unquote, I haven't met these women. I haven't cheated on you, but I saw him flirting with other women when he was meeting me after a month. You know, that was the thing that hurt me the most. 
at least wait until I'm out of the apartment. I was meeting you after a month and I was so excited. The question so, I is like, what if he accepts that he's having that? Yeah. I've been doing it. I'm sorry. It was by mistake or whatever that explanation that he can give. And then come back to tell you like, okay, uh, we'll be together. Let me leave all those things. So would you be okay with it? Because that, that at that point of time, it is like his past. He's not continuing it. It's not going to be there in your future. Yes. Um, the thing is, I loved him. I would have. <laughs> that is the only thing I was going to say. I, I, I believe um, giving people second chances, people make mistakes. It's very much possible. And, you know, there's a difference. I do understand a physical love is different and, and the kind of connection you have that is different. A lot of people can have physical relationships with other people, but still be in love with someone else. That's very much possible. But the only thing that was lacking in the relationship was respect for me. He was not respecting my boundaries. And it's like, it's not like I would give him chances again and again. One time, if he was honest with me and if he would have said like, you know what, I'm sorry, but I really care for you. I really love you and I wanna make this work. And I wanted to see that effort and him being honest to me and him respecting me. I would have definitely given, given him another chance. And I did that. I mean, obviously I saw what I saw, but I believed that he would change and he would respect me. But he just kept lying to me even more than ever. So, I mean, that doesn't work. I have more self-worth. So you were mentioning like, okay, a person can have a real connection with one person, but can happen with another person, like a physical relationship or whatever. Mm -hmm. Once he told you like, yes, I, I did a mistake and I'm going to be with you for whatever the reason, I'm going to leave all these things. But he still doesn't have any mind kind of a connection or like heart kind of a connection with anybody, but still maintains this physical relationship. So would you be okay with it? No, <laughs> no. I said a mistake is okay. <laughs> a mistake is okay. But if you're doing it intentionally, you're just taking me for granted. It, it can happen. I'm not, I'm not saying if you're intentionally making it happen, that's different. It, yeah. A mistake is different. Intentionally doing it is different. Like you are inviting this girl to your apartment to do something. That is intention. That is planning. That is strategy of doing something that is that is not respecting your partner i'm saying if he like if, if he was just flirting and he didn't meet all these girls i i, I mean I obviously i i gave him another chance because i genuinely thought it would change so once is fine but if you keep doing it you're just taking it's the same thing you don't respect your partner you lack integrity you are uh, taking her or him for granted and that's not okay that mm. is not okay Okay. I mean, I just wanted to ask the question because there are a lot of words came in like open relationship and yeah, physical relationship can happen. So I just wanted to show some and have some light shed on that to show your perspective of it. Like what exactly was your part at that point of time and with the maturity that you have today with whatever you have gone through, what is that exactly that is in your mind? I just wanted to portray that part. So yeah, keep, keep going. Like what happened after it? Yeah, so I mean, to top all of that, I mean, there were some other crazy things. So he would, um, I'm the kind of person who's like, as I, I'm, a, I'm an old soul. Um, I like to read, write, and do like boring things. 
and he had this tendency of following all these Instagram models. Um, not, I'm not saying like Gigi Hadid or like Kendall Jenner, you know, these just women who are very, you know, provocative and they have an image and, uh, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. You do, you boo. But the thing is, funny thing is, I would wake up every morning on, and I, I used to see all these pictures on Instagram and I don't have that kind of circle like people who and I would and I used to wonder why am I seeing all these women on my feet mm. who is doing who is I mean how is this algorithm working because I'm I would have like puppy videos and coats and everything my circle is like me my kind of people so it was kind of weird to wake up and see all these women and I would go and check their profile followed by XYZ liked by XYZ uh -huh. and I was like oh my god so I met this man thinking he's mature educated knowledgeable in a great in a big huge position for an institution and it was like waking up every morning and walking into a teenager's bedroom <laughs> I mean like what was going on and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very small and petite and I would look at these women and I would just look at myself in the mirror and I would feel like oh I'm not like that so maybe he's just not attracted to me mm. and uh, to top everything off he once asked me hey babe if I give you ten thousand dollars what are you going to change about yourself and I mean, I was not even prepared for a question like that. I mean, what do you mean? I, I don't want to change anything about me. And when I said something like that, and he just laughed, he just mm -hmm. laughed it up. And I said, I, well, I'm perfect. I don't think I need to change anything. You know, his reaction was just like, <laughs> he scoffed, like, <laughs> really? Like that. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you what that does to a woman. You would know. Mm -hmm. Women will, yeah, they would know what does, what that would do to a woman and um, it was to an extent where I was just so insecure and I wanted to actually get plastic surgery and um, I remember my this was something I discussed with my mother because I was going through a very tough time I mean I, I, I remember for two months I didn't get out of my apartment I was just crying every every day and I, my mom said the most beautiful thing to me when I said, you know, I, I think I should get plastic surgery. And my mom was like, hey, if, if you change your body, he's probably just going to like you a little more, but will you be able to love yourself after that? And mm -hmm. that was that was the time I was like, no, this is too much now. Mm -hmm. This is something I can't take. Mm -hmm. So our last visit was in Oman. Mm -hmm. And um, it was absolutely in the end. And I, I was at a... Um, I was I was busy, I was working, and uh, it was kind of like self-realization, self-actualization. Uh, we have this mutual friend, and I remember I was just, uh, we had this girl's evening out or something, and she's this incredible human being. She's doing such great work, um, and uh, she had recently found love, and she was just sharing with me her experience that, oh, this man just makes me feel like, you know, yeah. um, and, you know his queen and he calls me every night and uh, she just wanted to know how things were between me and him and um, I was just I wanted to tell her the truth but I didn't but when he when I when I saw him I when I used to you know there was a time 
towards the end, I just couldn't bear looking at his face because I just, it made me feel like nothing. It made me feel like I had no self-respect, that I chose this man over myself mm. because I would judge myself. I remember waking up in the middle of the night and judging myself in front of the mirror and this man is causing all of that and I'm staying with him. How am I going to, what kind of example am I setting? Mm. Um, what what am I doing with myself? So I, when she shared her story that, oh, this man makes me feel like I'm like the most amazing girl in the world, I was like, and when she asked me how, how things are between us, I, I just said like, oh, things are great. Things were not easy, but we were working on it and lied. And I immediately felt guilty about lying because I felt like I just don't respect myself enough. And when, and that was kind of, that was the time I realized, okay, I need to break up with this man. But I, I well, I broke up with him. Um, then the interesting things, oh, well, it's not the end of the story. Um, that happened. Um, I come back and after a week, um, you know, he was, in, he was also traveling. He was in, he was in Malaysia and we were, we were still kind of texting because I obviously cared for this man. I loved him, cared for him. Um, but you know, I, I called him one day and I was like, Hey, you know what, if we keep doing this, if I keep loving you, I will never be able to love myself. You know that? So that was it. After a week, he texts me. I don't know what happened, but my life is empty without you. I miss you, this, that. And I, I was like, you don't know what happened. <laughs> I mean, I explained in paragraphs and letters what happened, but you still don't know what happened. So I sent him another big paragraph, what happened? Like, th this is the result of the consequences, the things that you put me to. And he was like, read, understood, that's it, no reply. Uh, that, that happened. After a month, he starts stalking me on Instagram. He starts seeing my stories. And I'm like, okay, what's going on now? And I asked him like, what's up? And he was like, oh, uh, nothing. I hope everything is okay and you're doing well. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, everything is good. What are you doing? I was during Christmas time last year. I mean, end, end of the year. And he was in Colombia. And um, I was like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just traveling and I'm here in Colombia. And I'm like, and then I was like, um, I, I checked his Instagram, he was posting and I'm like, oh, that you're having a great time. So I hope you're doing well. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Uh, but I'm not having a great time. I'm thinking about you all the time. You're on my mind all the time. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so fortunately at that time, one of my friends visited and, uh, he's also from Colombia. I don't want to get into the whole details sure. of it, but we found out that he was with a woman the whole time in but Colombia. Still missing and, and still missing me and thinking about me all the time. And I was on his mind all the time. And this woman, uh, he met, I think about three, four days, we broke up on, 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 on dating. It's not even a long time. It's just four days. Just four days after we broke up, uh, he planned to go to Colombia. He met this woman. He's had a, a wonderful time, but texted me, I love you. I miss you. And you're always on my mind. So, mm. I mean, what can you do? You know, when you see that this man has no respect for you, no respect for you, I could do with anything. You know, if he was just honest, but this man just had no respect. 
for me for his partner Silka. He was, and I sent him a very nasty text. I was just gave him a piece of my mind, but it felt so good because it was like 15 months worth of frustration. So yeah, done with that. And you found out that he's cheating on you in Colombia, but still texting. When did you exactly find it out? Like, do you know when he was already there, or like, do you know after a little bit of time? Uh, uh, after when he when he was in Colombia, no, not that. When he was in Colombia, he was texting me the whole time. But th that was even okay. We were not even together. I mean, he could do anything he wanted to do. <laughs> the fact that he lied to me, he went somewhere and he made a fool uh, out of me by saying I went there with a big group of people when he went there with a woman. I mean, that's the kind of thing that bothers me. You know, what do you think of me? Like, I'm an idiot. Like, I love you. I'm giving you chances after chances. And I'm trying to do the best. I'm trying to be by your side. But man, you are, you are not making this easy for me, are you? So I, I found out after uh, he left Colombia, not when he was there. Um, um, it was, yeah, after, after, I think it was beginning of 2020 in January, I think, a couple of days in January after, I think first week of January, I found out. Did you ever ask him, even after knowing it in specifics, like he was with a woman or like any of it, did you ever ask him, like, I know that you are, you never. I, I, I told him, so the text that I sent him, I was like, you know, this is a lie. I don't have any respect for you. Um, and I, I, I don't want to, I didn't just want to hear anything. So I sent him that text, I blocked him, and that was it. And that was the, that is the best thing to do with narcissists. You want to cut off all communication. The more you, the worst thing I did was to keep communicating with him. You know, after the breakup when we were talking, that was the worst thing I did. But you don't do that with narcissists. You don't keep feeding them with empathy because they they're just seeking that out of you. Oh, this girl still feels for me. You know, so I can I can still manipulate her because she seems to be, you know, still in love with me. I was, and I'm not lying. I definitely was in love with that man. But man, he didn't make it easy for me to love him. So I have to let that go. So how do you feel right now from having this experience to yourself? What made you, when you mentioned, I remember that you wanted to help other women in this kind of situations. So I believe when we were talking, you also mentioned like the first time when you spoke to your uh, life coach about what happened, showing this text, she also mentioned or she also raised a red flag. Uh, what was that conversation all about? Yeah. So the thing is, when I broke up with him, I was in a very, um, in a state of surprise. I mean, I wasn't really shocked because I always kind of knew that he was this person, but just like seeing that right in front of my eyes that this man is lying to you. Um, mm. That was absolutely shocking and kind of broke me. So when I decided to get a life coach, I was just going through a very difficult time, like mentally, relationship wise. Is that like a therapy? Um, I'm sorry. Is that like, like, I mean, going to a life coach, is that like a therapy session, sir? Uh, it's not exactly like I do have a therapist. My therapist actually recommended my life coach to me, but it's it's different. It's life coach is more like it, it, she gave me insights of what happened because I was in a confused state, you know, mm. like did this man really love me? Mm. I mean, what was that? It was it was not it was 15 months. It was not like two months, three months or four months. 
was 15 months and we it's secret it took 15 years for me so yeah i don't blame you i know what it is and you know it's pain it was painful for me because we did have some really good moments and i still cherish those those moments those memories because uh you know i i traveled to japan one of my favorite countries with him i was there with him even though it was not a very good experience at first but i mean I just i was so confused and i was left like um i didn't know what happened so my life coach kind of gave me the insight of what exactly happened she gave me this idea this man seems to be like he, he's probably a narcissist because he gaslighted you uh he never made you feel good about yourself he would always um he's just not the kind of person who would uh you know kind of lift you up mm. um in a way i mean he would but was it really genuine um because i mean him keeping me a secret was a huge huge red flag mm. huge red flag for for everyone and um yeah she just gave me insights of what exactly happened because i was so confused and she made me understand this is what they do um this is what they're capable of doing highly manipulative people so we absolutely understand why you're going through this you know what happened thing mm. yeah so after knowing all these facts that how you are empowering other women with this kind of a message that you are giving and you mentioned that it is important to you have you ever spoken about may not be your story like listening to the other people's story and helped them and how did that exactly like resonate with them and help them do you have any yeah. experience yes um i did a couple of really um powerful um, i had a couple of really powerful conversations with uh women also with men this is not exactly gender specific it can happen to anyone anyone can be narcissistic um and uh you know i i think i have the psychological abuse of it but many women actually go through uh, physical abuse as well these people can also be physically abusive and uh, uh, that's i mean physical scarring is is something that is hard to I mean, both psychological and physical, both uh, types of pain is very difficult to kind of get through and get over. But uh, I think I had, I found out and I'm blessed that I found out early, but some women are just stuck because they're married to these people. They have kids. There are other complications, which I've learned. I'm glad that this ended early and this ended, you know, not so destructive yeah. for me. Some, I, I get texts from women that, you know, uh, you were single people can leave, but married people just stay and endure this pain because we feel like we don't have a choice. But I just want to say you do have a choice. It's difficult to walk away. I mean, you've done it. So, you know, it's difficult, but you do have a choice. You have to put yourself first and you have to walk away from that. There's these people will not change and these people will destroy your self-esteem to a point you won't even recognize yourself and that's not healthy so if you are married i can add a single point i'm gonna find to that it's like if you are married it will be like too many variables into the play you have to take care you feel like you have to take care of everybody's emotional stress and emotional trauma that you are responsible in giving to them and if you have children it will be like way too much it is huge actually 
nobody wants their children to go through that kind of a trauma at their children, like even at any point of time. They don't want to show that kind that side to the children saying like, hey, your mom or like your dad is this kind of a person. So yeah. So definitely there are a lot of variables for everybody to think on. But one thing I always can say that and to your point is like, it is your life after. If you are not standing up for it, nobody will and nobody can do it. Everybody can stare across you are like right with you to say like, yes, you have to do it. You are getting hurt. You are doing that. You are doing this. Everybody is saying like, yes, you, 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 but that you needs to come within yourself. That yes, exactly. personality should be yours. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree because I do get texts from other women and they tell me this, that uh, it's so much more complicated when you're married. When it's so much, and also some of these people, you know, he was very different. He's not a very traditional narcissist because a lot of narcissists can't keep their jobs. So some of these women uh, have also said like, you know, he was on the verge of being homeless because he didn't have a job and I was holding everything. I was holding the household together. I, I was the main provider. So for me, I, it, I was so guilty to walk away from him because I, I knew he would be homeless if I walked away from him. Oh, you mean the other person experience. I'm sorry. I was confused. Yeah. I can like, yeah, I mean, okay. No, no but, but the man I dated, he, he was, he was not a very traditional narcissist. It was a different kind of narcissist but um you know the other other women said that yeah there are definitely more complications when you're you're in a relationship for um say two years three years more than five years it's obviously more difficult so i totally understand that i think my biggest regret has been not walking out earlier um, i stayed until it destroyed me and I know it's very difficult to kind of judge people and read these signs where they can be, you know, narcissist or anything. But, you know, if you always feel like you're walking on eggshells, this, this relationship is just not making you happy. I mean, that's relationship is supposed to make you happy and it's supposed to add to your existence. It's not supposed to make you feel any less of who you are. And if that's not happening, um, then it's, t I mean, he made me cry on my birthday. <laughs> so I don't understand why I, I he, and then he didn't even remember my birthday. <laughs> so if these things are happening, I understand some people have bad memory, but I think if you're just not seeing effort from hmm. this person and they're not going to change, you can leave your, you can leave your uh, emotions behind. You can leave just, you know, everything all the love that you have and you might have a lot of love i love that the, this man but just just walk away I, I my biggest regret will always be i wanted to walk away in japan um but i believed in him and i wanted to give him a second chance and that seems to me like the biggest mistake i don't want anyone else to make that mistake because this is going to leave you um absolutely devastated so walk away um it's not, you can't save anyone. I understand if you want to be there for this person, but you can't save anyone. You can only save yourself. Save yourself and please um, just, just walk away. Okay, thank you for tuning in. And you can find me on all the socials at Smitha Guntori and the show notes for any resources mentioned. See you next week. Take care.